doing this, but uh, how you doing? I'm doing well. Just editing a video right now. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, we got a big game coming up. We have the New York Red Bulls coming into town. A team that I really don't know much about. Uh, a team, to be honest, that is a whole new look team. They're actually the youngest per average team in MLS. Any any quick thoughts about the, the game, Saz? Are you excited? Uh, yeah, I'm excited. Hoping to get some points and not actually. I'm hoping for a win under the first win under Almeida during the uh, home opener. Uh, it's going to be tough. I mean, obviously, we saw last year they put in some good performances, but like you said, a lot of new phases, a lot of young talent. Um, but it's not going to be an easy game, so I'm I'm excited. Yeah, it should be exciting to see you know all the fans out there. Definitely see everybody once again for home opener. I know it's nice to start the season with all your fans kind of watching. Like, I feel bad for all the teams that start away, but definitely for us, it's going to be a good thing. Um, basically, yeah, I mean, they brought in Caden Clark for about $600,000, so they've spent their money. I mean, they these guys, they have, they've got some new players in. Um, I think that's kind of a crazy amount to bring in a guy that already was there, uh, especially just because they had to move up the allocation order and they had to do it twice. So, Saz, what are your initial thoughts on kind of like that transfer in? I know maybe you didn't see it, but what do you think about 600000 just to bring Caden Clark again? Um, I, I think it's a smart move in the sense of I think they're banking on the long-term effects and thinking that in a few years, if not even next year, that that's going to double, if not triple. I mean, I, it, it, I swear I was hearing about him every other week for Rookie of the Year and just seeing highlight after highlight. So I think they're really banking on the fact that, hey, this year, let's grow this squad a little bit more and have him help us. And then maybe in a year or two, we can off him to Europe for a few million. Well, he actually is already under uh, RB Salzburg. So it's a loan back into MLS. So, so what do you kind of think of that? I mean, he's already playing for a European team, but it gets loaned back in. And then New York has to pay a kind of a heavy price from the allocation order. I, I think it's the same thing. I think it's just – I think it's their – looking at the performance and they're hoping he has another breakout season and it's just either goes back to Salzburg or it's, Hey, we want a new deal for him. Or I, I really think it is just a mixture of let's boost up the squad. Probably wasn't going to get time in Salzburg and let's get as much money off him as we can. Yeah, no, no definitely. Cause they're still going to be making a, uh, a trend on him if they, you know, sell him off to another team. Um, but yeah, exciting things coming. I mean, the last preseason game happened, uh, Kid Cal and Jeremy Bobsey just going off. I mean, these guys look like they're prime. I mean, ready to kind of go into the season. Saz, what was your final thoughts? Uh, guys, if you want to go ahead and request to speak and have some quick thoughts to kind of tell us, please go ahead and uh, request to speak. I would love to hear your opinions. Uh, Saz, what did you think of the last Oakland Roots, or Oakland Roots preseason game? Um, uh, I didn't see the Oakland Roots game. I saw the Sacramento Republic score. Um, I don't know if you just Sorry about that. Yeah, Sac Republic. Yeah, yeah. Apologies. Yeah, you're good. It was Oaklanders last year. Um, plus, I can hear Leo. I got a lot to handle. But, uh, yeah, I apologize. Yeah, for that I, uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I hate to be a negative Nancy because I am really looking forward to the season, and I really do think we have a good squad. Uh, the preseason, I mean, they were all closed doors, so I didn't actually get to watch any of the matches, just a few of the highlights from the Sac Republic. Uh, I'm not really too thrilled. I'm actually a little concerned. Obviously, they're preseason, so you're not trying as hard, but I feel like the younger guys are because they're trying to earn – spots in the roster and obviously everyone's not going full tackles in but they are trying again to get a spot but some of the score lines i was seeing yes we won all the games but conceding versus fourth fifth division teams like maybe it happens once but it was happening almost every game and then all the way to sac republic where 
I don't want to say only 3-0, but I mean, especially last year when we beat a 5-0, like I don't think that scoreline is too big of a tail, but I'm expecting more from the players. Like these are preseasons versus worst teams. I'm wanting more from them. So that scared me a little bit, but I'm sure I'll just trying new things and he's trying a bunch of the young kids. So it's not too big of a concern, but I've been burned in the past. So I, I got to take it a game at a time. <laughs> no, definitely. It was an exciting time to, to be, a, I mean, a Quakes fan this last preseason because it looked like we were winning by a lot. Jeremy Bobsey bagged in five goals in three games. I mean, I understand it's against lesser talent, but what's a way to give a guy confidence, right? So definitely I do like that the guys are playing lesser talent because maybe they're a little more confident going into the season, like Kid Cowell. Probably feels like on top of the world, you know, playing left wing back and and doing all the things he did, right? The four goals and four assists. So definitely excited. Um, we have Daniel in here. Uh, Daniel is our Area Sports Network representative for New York Red Bulls. What's up, Daniel? How's it going? Hey, what's up, everybody? How you doing? Good, good, man. Um, so a lot of these guys in here are, are Quakes fans or MLS fans, and maybe they don't know. <laughs> Sorry about that, guys. Leo's playing. Um, but they may not know a little too much about the Red Bulls. Um, what's something that, you know, it's kind of pops off the page for you for this Red Bulls team? Um, I mean, based off of preseason, I mean, we, we might as well just throw preseason out because if, if you're a Red Bull fan, after what, after seeing all the updates off Twitter, since n- none of the games were streamed, uh, we were terrible this preseason, in games at least. Um, so we're just going to have to hope that um, those games just didn't matter with confidence, and we go into the regular season, you know, with with something. I don't know. Yeah, and I appreciate you coming on the talk. I know it's it's late for you. It's nine at nine p.m. I know all the Eastern East Coast guys are gonna have to stay up kind of late to watch the Red Bulls game, but um, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be exciting, an exciting game. So you guys, you said you guys had actually closed preseason as well. Yeah, we just closed yesterday against uh, Galaxy, um, and we lost 6-1. Oh, shoot. Okay. Yeah, I mean, jeez. Do you know who scored the goals? Um, I know I know we scored. We scored. We actually opened the goal, uh, the, the goal scoring. Um, Omir Fernandez, who's a, a winger, drew a penalty, and um, our striker, Patrick Klimala, finished it. Um, but other – and then right after that, basically, we just gave up six unanswered, so – Okay, so do you think it was a thing where they put in, like, the second team or kind of I mean, against the I, So, I kind of, before the game, I kind of, like, jotted down what the lineup looked like. But, so, basically, it's a little weird. So, two of our guys that are actually going to be in our 11 for, like, most of the season, they're not going to be with the team for the first game. Um, that's uh, Luquinhos, who's our one of our newest signings. He's going to be a winger, but he's still in Portugal waiting for his visa. Oh, wow. Uh, and our right back, Tom Edwards, who was, who was our right back last year. He was like, you know, he was kind of a, a hybrid from Stoke. He's on loan again, but he's still in England. And I, I believe he's still kind of rehabbing from an injury he got when he went back with Stoke. So both those guys are, are going to be bi- big losses for Red Bull to start the season. Yeah, it definitely sounds like it. I mean, Especially if they don't have two starters already. So, yeah. Saz, what do you think of that? I mean, hearing that as a Quakes fan, what do you think? Bing bong. Uh, yeah, no, I am. It is very exciting to hear. Uh, anytime. You know, actually, I say it's exciting to hear, and I start to explain that, like, getting points as an Earthquakes fan is always exciting, especially, like, you never wish injuries upon anyone, but, like, a 
depleted squad always sounds good, but, you know, we always find a – we manage a way to be in the games, whether it's versus a team way better than us, we find a way to somehow be 3-3 with them, or if it's a team way worse than us, we find a way to be 3-3 with them or 0-0 with them. So, again, I'm just super excited the season's back. But, yeah, no, that that's good news for us. So, uh, Daniel, who's like your guys' superstar? I know Kanan Clark has come back from Salzburg or yeah, Salzburg. Right. So now who's the guy we need to watch out for? Um, well, all right. So Kanan Clark's from, from Leipzig. He, he's on loan from Leipzig again, but basically, I mean, yeah. So the, the players you got to watch out for are Christian Caceres, um, midfielder. He's more like in, in a perfect world. He's like a box to box, but with us, he's been kind of more offensive last year. Um, but he'll, he'll be running like an eight, um, most likely behind Caden Clark. And then our, our superstar, you would say, if we, if we had one would be our striker, Kumala, um, a little inconsistent last year, but I'll put that down to the fact that he was signed late in the, in the transfer window in the winter from, um, he was from Celtic, but so he didn't get, uh, any preseason, and he came in late. He missed the first four games, and his first start was only game seven of the year. So he still scored eight goals and got six assists last year. So Awesome, awesome. And so, like, this team is one of the youngest teams in MLS, right? Or I think, on average, is the youngest team in MLS. I think they are the youngest. I think yeah. their average age is, like, 22. Yeah, so who's the leader of this group? I mean, who's the guy that's going to probably wear the arm- armband? Because, again, your captain went uh, to Nashville this offseason. Who- who's the guy now? Um, so I'm, I mean, we're, we're all guessing cause I don't think it's come out yet, but I mean, it's pretty much that I believe Aaron Long's going to get the, the armband. Obviously he's coming, he's coming off his Achilles injury. So we'll see how he bounces back, but he's, he's one of the oldest guys in, in the dressing room. I mean, there's only six guys over 25 in, in our team, but yeah, I believe, yeah, yeah, I former, former defensive player of the year. So I think, I think they'll give him the armband. Yeah, and especially he has a lot to prove this year because a lot of guys think he shouldn't be part of that United States men's national team group uh, that Greg has. So definitely a lot to prove and what what great way to start against San Jose, right? But this San Jose team is going to be, uh, you know, a brand new kind of face. Like like you said, your your striker hasn't really had a fair chance because he came in during the secondary window. The same happens for Jeremy Bobsey. So, what what are some players, Daniel, that you are worried about? What what what's Quakes players do you think are going to have a you know an impact on the game? Um, I mean, I'm worried. I'm, I'm I want to say I'm too worried about our defense. I don't know what it what it's been. So basically, our our biggest problem was I think going into the season they wanted to go what they ran last year was three three at the back. They would have they would have had Aaron Long slot back in to um, right center back where Tom Edwards was basically playing out of position. But in in the offseason, our, our left center back, Andres Reyes, broke his foot. So he's out four to six months. So they've kind of, I believe, trans- transitioned back into a, a four back. So maybe you can catch John Tolkien at our left back out. Like, he's not the best defensive player. Like, he's decent, but he still is kind of young. He's still developing. But maybe on on that left on that going down your right wing, that's where you could probably catch us out more more than not. Awesome, awesome. So definitely something to, to keep a look at. Uh, Jason, we have you up here now. Um, 
what's what's a player that you would want to see kind of make an impact for the San Jose Earthquakes or even for the Red Bulls this upcoming season opener? Jason, you there? Yeah, I mean, I'm here. I mean, um, you know, a player for San Jose would definitely be uh, trophies, you know, for me. Um, I want to see what he has, given it's year two with under Matias Almeida. And um, yeah, I'm just interested to see how he looks, given the formation that we might be playing. And um, for for New York, I guess it would be definitely be Caden Clark. I'm a big I'm a big fan of youth and um, within the league. And Caden uh, is one of my favorite players to watch for uh, for another team. And uh, I mean, I mean, I'm excited to watch him live. Awesome, yeah, and and kind of like, yeah, watching a guy like Caden Clark come back into the league after going to Leipzig. I'm sorry about that. I got that wrong. Um, it's going to be definitely exciting to see. Uh, Daniel, is there? Is there a question that you probably have about this San Jose Earthquakes team? Because I know we don't get a lot of kind of fanfare from the league, and and maybe there's a lot of things that are uh, question marks. But since you have a whole bunch of Quakes fans here, do you want to ask any questions that maybe you need clarifications on? Yeah. How how's your what's what formation is are you guys gonna run, and then how how's your midfield gonna run? Because I know for us. Based based off of preseason, um, we were actually running Daniel Edelman. I don't know as as like a six, but like I don't know if that was just to get him playing time in preseason or not. If he's gonna start, but I wouldn't expect him to start. But yeah, he it, we might be running out like a whole whole young midfield. So I don't know how how you guys are are gonna deal with that. But let's you know. Yeah. Anybody want to kind of ask to speak and give a little insight on that? Saz, Jason, would you like to kind of speak on behalf of the Quakes fans? Yeah, I mean, I can I can do that unless someone else wants to get in. But uh, as of right now, it looks like we're running a three five two, and I, Almeida really loved that's our coach. He really loves the four two three one, and I wouldn't be shocked if we went back to that really early in the season because uh, last preseason we ran a three four three for a little bit, and then we had a seven game stretch. Maybe eight game prep where we went back to the three four three, but four two three one is our usual. I think we'll be starting with a three five two. As far as our play, especially through the midfield, it's going to be really interesting because I'd say the last two or three seasons we just haven't had a midfield, and that's been our big problem. We've had like two defensive midfielders we've been rotating through, maybe three, but they're really defensive minded. And then we finally, with trophies and, and the league, saw got an attacking midfielder, but. Actually building up and playing through the middle has been a big struggle of ours as we usually go to long ball or hope our wingers can do something. But we just got three MLS veterans uh, to slot into that midfield slot. So it's going to be really interesting to see, especially because our preseason games haven't been streamed. But it looks like we're doing all right. Uh, I mean, again, we're playing smaller teams. We're not actually playing teams like LA Galaxy. Um, so that's that's about how I feel about that. I don't know if anyone else has different opinions. Yeah, and, and guys, if you want to go ahead and come up and speak, feel free. Definitely, um, it's kind of like an open forum. And then if you can do us a quick favor, kind of share the link so more Quakes fans can kind of hop on and, and maybe give us their take as well. Uh, but yeah, this Quakes team is going to be a kind of whole whole new look. I mean, this is, Daniel, this is probably the strongest team Almeida has ever had in his last year. So it's definitely a statement kind of game for us. We need to hit the ground running. Um, that's definitely going to be a thing. Uh, my guess is it's going to start the, the midfield's going to be trophies at the 10. And then we're going to see Grey Goose at the eight. And we're going to see a guy either like Jutsen or Remedi kind of play. And, um, Jason, what do you think about the midfield? Yeah, I, um, I agree with you there. I think, um, I don't see Montero starting the first game. Um, at the 10, 
or at the eight even, especially with especially since you got guys like Greg Roos or Tremetti and Drutzen. So I agree with you with with how you positioned it. Um, but I'm interested to see, you know, you know when I, when we first heard about how Matias was planning to use a three five two, I was, I was I'm kind of you know I'm kind of see, trying to see where it fits. And but the, as the days come on, I I kind of feel more skeptical about it. Don't know how how it's going to work out, but um, you know. I think um I think Trophies is gonna start in that with uh Gregus and uh either Jutsen or uh Remedy, as you said. Perfect. And what do you guys think the kind of like the score prediction is gonna be? Daniel, do you wanna go ahead and start? Uh so basically first, first I'll I'll give you projected lineup that I think they'll they'll go with. Uh Red Bull. Um and goal, I think they'll go Car- Carlos Cornell. Um I think that's just given. Uh, right back again, like I said, Tom Edwards is still not fully healthy or in the States. I don't believe he's still in the States yet. So I think they'll go Lewis Morgan, who actually they want to be playing right wing, but he'll have to play right back. That's oh, what yeah, they've been playing. Got, you guys yeah, got Lewis Morgan this year. Yeah, they've been playing him at right back in, in preseason. Um, and then back line alongside him, they'll go Sean Nealis and Aaron Long with John Tolkien. Um, midfield, I think, I don't know. It's, it's tough. I, I don't know how to read how they're going to, how they're going to deal with Daniel Edelman if they actually do start him. Um, but for now, until I see them start him in a, in, in a regular season game, I'll, I'll say they'll go Drew Yearwood, Christian Caceres, and Caden Clark in the midfield. And then up top, I think they'll go, actually, wait, wait, actually at the 10, actually, at the 10, they'll go Frankie and Maya because that's what they've been running so far. And then up top, uh, attacking three, they'll go Omir Fernandez, Caden Clark on the left wing, and then Patrick Klimala up top. Yeah, and it's and it's pretty interesting that you, you're naming off guys that, you know, it's like kind of like a second chance. They're great talents like Frankie and Maya and then as well as Lewis Morgan. These guys are awesome talents in MLS, and it just seems like maybe at Red Bulls they're going to find their, their place. Um, before we kind of get into the score predictions, actually, Daniel, I forgot. Where do you think your Red Bulls team lands in the Eastern Conference at the end of the season? Um, it is going to be a tricky one. Once we do get, like, our full available lineup, um, whenever that is, that might take, like, a couple games, depending on, again, Luquinhos' um, visa and then when Tom Edwards is fully healthy. But I think I think they'll get playoffs. The question is where they land. I could see I could see them landing seventh or sixth again this season. I've seen people say they couldn't hit top four. I, I don't know if that's believable yet. I gotta see how the team plays. But it's kind of the same team as last year. So we'll see if, if they if they've built any chemistry over into this season because they, they definitely finished the year strong. So I'm gonna say sixth or seventh again. Awesome, awesome. And guys, this is kind of like an open forum, so if you want to come in and kind of drop an idea, please request to speak, and I'll, I'll call you up. Um, or if you have any questions, feel free to request a question, no problem. Awesome, Daniel. So, last year, who was your highest goal scorer? Was it Caden Clark that finished the year? No, it, it was, I, I, I believe it's Klimala at eight. Okay, Kaden cool. Caden Clark got four. Awesome. So, so this Klimala guy is actually... I mean, very underrated. I mean, I guess if I haven't heard about him, I, I I apologize. But the Eastern Conference and the Western Conference is really kind of separate in this day and age. And it's nice to finally see a Red Bulls team come over 
to San Jose. I mean, COVID has kind of taken over him, and we haven't really seen these uh, you know interconferences type of games. So it's nice to see. Um, yeah, Daniel, would you say you guys are better on paper than let's say like a more famous kind of Eastern Conference team that maybe a little Quakes fans know a little bit more? But like, what about in Orlando? How do you guys you know uh, kind of match up to an Orlando team? Ah, oh, man, it, it is is weird because. You look at some like for me, I look at some of our names and like and I compare them to other teams and I'm like, I think they're pretty good. But then when you actually go face those teams, you know, you, you see that, you know, it, it is a little it, it is a little closer or I'm rating our players too highly. Um, Orlando. I mean, Orlando's a good team. Um, whether I rate them higher or not, that's to be determined. But like. Like you got like a team like New England. New England's just they they have way better players. They actually spend money. NYC, NYC. You might know NYC. NYC actually spend money. They have Tati Castellanos. Like basically, you go player by player. They're kind of they're kind of just a tick better than Rebel players at the moment, in mm. my opinion. Other so- other than maybe the goalie, because I I kind of rate uh, Carlos Cornell, and I think he might be better than Sean Johnson. But other than that, I think. NYC player for player probably have better players than us. So what you're telling me is that the Red Bulls are basically the Quakes of the East. <laughs> yeah, they they're not really big spenders. So yeah, they basically are kind of like San Jose. I mean, they spent they spent just over three mil for for Luquinos, but that was the most we spent all summer. So got it. Okay. Yeah. I mean. Man, if you guys got an eight-goal striker for less than that, that's a, that's a win. I mean, your guy from Celtic, uh, that's definitely something to be proud of if, if he's putting up those type of numbers. Um, but, yeah, I guess another thing to ask is kind of like, who do you think will have the biggest impact on the season? Like, who's going to be your MVP for this season? I apologize, guys, for my son in the background. Um, For the season – it's probably going to be – like, last year it was Carlos Cornell. Like, he kept us in games. He He's one of the biggest reasons why we got into the playoffs in the first place. Um, I, I I was kind of biased, and I thought he might he should have been up for, for goalkeeper of the year. Um, he, he, let, he was tied for tied for um, most shutouts in, in the league. So, yeah. Um, I know – other other people, you know, have different opinions, but for MVP, it's definitely gonna have to be an attacker this year because last year our our offense was abysmal. They they were they were anemic. They couldn't put goals in a net. Basically, if we won, it was one nil. Yeah. Or yeah. if we if we didn't score one goal, if we didn't score more than two goals, you know, it was it was tough. Our defense kind of bailed us out in in games. But if if I'm gonna look for an MVP, um, probably. I would say I would have to say Christian Caceres, hopefully in midfield, or or you got to go for an attacker like Klimala. I think Klimala breaks out; he can get to that fifteen goal mark. Especially if you look at all of his games, he missed some chances. Um, whether that was just nerves or he was just adapting to the league, he missed some chances, and he still scored eight goals. Yeah, I mean, it's, even if he scored eight goals, that's nothing to kind of tread lightly in MLS, especially in your first year. I mean, that's. I mean, Chicharito only scored what three? I don't. I know. I hear. I have Jay in here. Uh, he's the LA Galaxy insider. But yeah, I mean, it's hard to score goals in the MLS in your first season. So it, it's definitely you know something that you can build up on. Um, and I wanted to kind of go into this a little bit more. But 
what's I mean, I know as a you know Red Bulls fan, what do you kind of hear about the Quakes? I know maybe you don't hear much, but like, what are some things that on Twitter that you see like that most pops out at you? Uh, the biggest thing is, I mean, everybody's probably seen this, but obviously it was Almeida coming out and saying that basically your, your owner's cheap. Um, you guys don't want to spend. And if you guys want to do something in the West, you, you need some money. Obviously, it looks like that statement kind of worked. You you filled, I think, two DP spots by, yeah. by after that statement. So, <laughs> I mean – yeah, I mean, That's basically, yeah, yeah. And if we can get a DPN from Philly that was productive, I know, I know Montado doesn't really ring well for Red Bull fans. I know that he may he may have uh, gotten some goals and some crazy assists against New York, but um, yeah, it's definitely excited um, times to be a Quakes fan because this is the first time we have three DPS. It's kind of crazy. <laughs> I mean, thinking Almeida's last year, this is kind of what we're gonna see. Um, Saz, Jason, let me get you guys back in. Um, what Saz, let's let's go to you first. What what do you what have some, some thoughts to say on the Red Bulls team, or what do you think they'll land? If you want to give any opinion, or what's up? Yeah, I actually I had a question. I wanted it from a New York Red Bulls uh, fans point of view. Uh, I went to the jersey reveal uh, Friday, I think it was, and some of the players were there, including Montero, and he was sort of talking about how he had a long sit down with Almeida and how they plan to use him in an attacking option. Just like really, it seemed like he is a vital part of the offense. And I'm sure part of buying a player is sweet talking them and telling them they're going to be the guy. But uh, as we didn't really get to see much of him over in the West Coast. So I guess it's a two part question. What, as Quakes fans, should we be looking forward to from Montero? And then as a Red Bulls fan, what are you scared of when you see Quakes, whether it be Chofis, Cape Cal, Benji? Uh, for, for, I'll, I'll go for the what am I scared of first with. Um... But from San Jose. First, um, who who's your right winger? If you have a right winger, uh, Espen, uh, it's Espen Espen really. yeah, so. yeah. Oh, and he's really pacey, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. See, that's All where right, so, yeah. kind of make a mistake because he's he's had the top five assists for the last three years, but he's not really known. Yeah. So basically, with our back four, since we transitioned back to a back four, I want to see what John Tolkien kind of does in in a back four because last year was basically his first year starting most of the games. We still had Andrew Gutman, but most of the time John Tolkien was starting, but it was in a back five. So he was he was free reign to go up up and down the field. So we're going to see how, how he is defensively. And I know Espinosa's got some pace. John Tolkien's not the fastest guy. Other than Espinosa, probably Chofi's in the middle. Um, we'll see how, how Aaron Long is off his injury. Um, you know, he's been training for the past couple of months, but – First real game in about what is it nine ten months, so we'll we'll see how he how he deals with it, and then what Montero brings. I mean, I don't remember much of him last year. I don't know if he if he played much unless I'm just blanking on him. But I remember a like you know past couple of seasons. I know he's he's very he's he's an attacking midfield. He brings he brings that playmaking ability from midfield. So that's what you'll be getting. That's awesome. And then it really seems like, I mean, you mentioned the, the to the back line, the injuries, and it seems like this last one that you said, I believe you said four to six months, one of your players will be out. Um, yeah, Andres Reyes. Yeah, yeah, and that, that's pretty recent, and I guess that's a real wrench in the game plan right before the season starts. So not enough time to build a new one and not enough time to really 
deal with it. So first couple games might be rough, but and I know your games haven't been streamed either. But what is how do you think that affects your game plan for at least the first half of the season and how it changes how you guys are going to play? Yeah, it definitely is. It, it definitely was a, a wrench, a wrench in, in all the things. Because I know they probably kind of wanted to stick with that three at the back because it really, it really did help us tremendously last year. Like we were, I believe, top three in, in goals against last year. Again, we had, I think, tied for most clean sheets in the league. Um, basically, what, what we were lacking was goal scoring, and they kind of added that with Luquinhos and Luis Morgan up top to get clean model of the ball. So I thought basically bringing those two in, we're going we're gonna to help us. Maybe if, if Andres Reyes doesn't go down, maybe we you could look at us as a top four you know, potential team. But now going back to back four with Aaron Long not getting enough coverage off his Achilles injury, we got to see how much, how much pace he still has in his legs. Cause when, before the injury, he was, he was, he was top. He was one of the top center backs in the league. So we'll see how, how he's recovered, how he's rehabbed. And hopefully that six, one game against LA just was an anomaly. And and kind of to give a quick perfect perspective on this too, because we actually have some guys that are out too. I don't know if you guys have been paying attention to preseason, but Marcos Lopez has not made made an appearance. And Marcos Lopez, to me, is the best left back in the game or in MLS. And I wouldn't, I would even go so far to say it. I know I might get crucified for this, but he's one of the best left backs in all of Colombo. So Colombo. Uh, so it's just like this guy is, is a difference maker and he won't be out there because Cade Cowell has been starting in that left wing back position. So definitely looks like his injury is a little worse. I know Jamin Moore said the same thing. <clears throat> looks like his uh, injury may be a little worse. And Nathan, guys, Nathan hasn't been playing either. So either he didn't play the last preseason because he picked up a little knock. So maybe we're going to see a, a pairing in the back of Calvo and Beeson and then um, Jackson Ewell in the middle of the center backs. So definitely something to be excited about, something that's going to be a little different. Um, but it's going to be weird when Cade Cal and Marcos Lopez are both fighting for the position. And I would say they're maybe, you know, both our best players on the team. So it's going to be fun and exciting to be a Quakes fan. And, and um, yeah, I guess it's something that is going to happen. You're going to get injuries. Jason, are you worried about the injuries on the Quakes front? Yeah, definitely. But compared to years previous, I feel like we have more depth than usual. You know, we have guys like Beeson, Calvo, for Nathan, obviously we're going to miss those guys. And given that we're going to play Cade Cowell as like a left wing back, apparently, you know, my fear for not having Marcos Lopez there that is still the same given like his defensive responsibilities. But I feel more comfortable given that we have the certain depth that we didn't have years previous. You know? Yeah. And, and guys, if you have anything to say, anybody in the audience, if you have a question or you want to go ahead and input, please feel free to, you know, ask speak because we'll, we'll, we'll gladly bring you up here to talk um yeah i mean saz do you have any kind of questions you want to ask yeah yeah that last point is my biggest fear as an earthquake fan right now is uh is i i don't know what just the way we play destroys center backs like uh, alanisa was so good for us and then his knee just was obliterated Nathan was super athletic for us, and then he just started looking old, and now our new center back signing is 30. So I, I'm just worried for the halfway point of the season. I'm hoping they're resting Nathan, and it's maybe just a squad rotation to see what the different center back pairing options could be because it's preseason and he wants to try out new things. But my worst fear is the game where our back line is Cade Cal at left wing back, um, 
uh, Judson, Romady, and Jackson Yule is the back three. And then Paul Marie is our right back because Nathan's out with a yellow card. Beeson's injured. Calvo injured or yellow card. Tommy Thompson injured. Lopez injured. So that, I mean, I know that's a lot of people, but that's also a really realistic statement if you're an Earthquakes fan and you watched most of last season. So, yeah, that, that is a very big concern of mine personally, the back line health. Yeah, and and this is gonna this is gonna kind of be a weird thing, but uh, Montero and Chofis played the field together. So either Montero is playing um, as an eight, and Chofis at the ten, or Chofis moved over the the right wing spot. And um, another thing to kind of keep in mind: Tommy Thompson came in as a cent- center mid during preseason, uh, so he he actually wasn't playing in the back or as a you know right back or a left back. He was playing in the cent in the midfield. So. Something to keep an eye on, too. Maybe we see Thompson, Tommy Thompson come in the midfield. But, Daniel, since we still have you here, man, um, I want to kind of get your your ideas on what would be your biggest, you know, weaknesses as a Red Bulls team and your biggest um, great uh, – how would I say it? Not weaknesses, but um, greatnesses. No, uh, or, you know, the biggest thing that, that – the scariest part of your team and the biggest weaknesses. Um, all right. So when we, when we're fully healthy, I think it's going to be our midfield. I think our midfield is going to be our scariest, uh, like area for, for opposing teams. Cause you look at it, we have, uh, Venezuela's player of the year last year, which was Christian Caceres. If you actually think about the players on that team and Christian Caceres was the player of the year, like that's like pretty. Like Martinez and Salcedo. Oh, not Salcedo. Rondon. Yeah, like yeah. they have they have some players on a team and Christian Caceres from MLS was yeah 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 was player of the year for Venezuela so that's pretty good. Um, you have Drew Yearwood who's coming o- who's come over from Brent Brentford uh, two years ago. He's kind of come into his own in in the midfield. He's more of like a he's more of a box to box guy, um, but he once in a while he can bang one from outside the box and he showed that last year. You got Caden Clark, who's mainly going to play the 10 once Luquinhos comes in to play at left wing. And we all know what Caden Clark could do. Um, that's about it. And then you look at Frankie Maya. We haven't even talked about Frankie Maya. Uh, our, our coach, uh, Struber, actually, he loves Frankie Maya. It's just about getting him on the field. And he's our fourth option right now, basically, in, in that midfield. He, he, he's, he's basically going to be Caden Clark's backup behind on the 10. So – and so you look at that, and then we have Daniel Edmond, who's our one of our recent homegrown. He's playing for the U.S. Uh, U20s right now. He's basically a starting six for them. So we have a lot of depth in midfield. The only thing is, is that it's not we don't have many veterans in our team. That's probably going to be our main weakness. Again, like I said earlier, we have six players over the age of 25. So other than other than that, maybe if if um, if our defense keeps uh, putting up performances like that 6-1 against Galaxy, it could turn into our, our defense, turning into our weakness. But right now, I think it's veteran leadership could be our weakness. Perfect. And I, I want to give a quick shout-out to everybody that's in here. Thank you guys for coming in to listen. And if you want to share it with all your fan, uh, friends that are Quakes fans, please do. That would greatly appreciate that. And um kind of like wrapping this up now uh this game is gonna come quickly i mean we have we're sunday so we're one week away guys i mean it's the time right now is the time that it's gonna be do or die for the quakes i mean all the offseason moves look kind of good for us and it and honestly the red bulls look like a stronger team than i thought like i i totally forgot lewis morgan was on that team 
Um, Frankie Amaya, if that's their fourth option, I mean, that dude was a stud in Cincinnati and kind of just like wanted to get out of there because it was Cincinnati. But definitely, it's going to be an interesting, interesting match for the first game of the season. Daniel, are you excited? I'm, I'm excited to get back to, to MLS soccer. I, I remember at the end of the season when when Red Bull got eliminated by Philly on that last second goal, I was just happy to to take a break because they 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 run they run us through the mud sometimes. You, we we get back up, we're like, yes, we're good again, and then we crash back down in the playoffs like we usually do. So that that was a good break for me to to re-energize myself going into the season. I think we could actually make some moves in the playoffs if we get there. Um, we have the team now. We just have to put it all together. Awesome, awesome. And based kind of thinking about it, Jason, Saz, are you guys excited for the game? And, guys, if you have a question or you want to speak, please feel free to request it. No problem. Uh, yeah, I'm super excited. I'm going to the game. Uh, I'm ready to tailgate. I'm ready to get there early, maybe grab a beanie. I'm ready to scream. Uh, I'm ready to, for a potential heartbreak, you know, the usual earthquake cycle. Jason, what about you? Are you excited? Yeah, 100%, man. I'm excited. To, I, I miss MLS soccer, man. I'm uh, excited to get back uh, with the season rolling and uh, especially watch, watch the Quakes again. It's definitely going to be an exciting time. I know I'm, I'm in Japan, but I'm going to be stoked. We're probably going to do a space beforehand. Um, but any last chance, guys, to ask anything or have any comments or any excitements on the season, please feel free. Um, but we'll go ahead and, um, Saz, if, I know maybe you're from another podcast. Maybe you want to you know, drop, if anybody has any questions there, please feel free to go ahead and, and, and drop the questions for Saz. Saz, you can talk about it better. <laughs> yeah, I do, uh, I do a little podcast myself. I also do this little shorthand recaps for Instagram reels and Twitter. Uh, you can go to aftershock SJ on Twitter and Instagram or YouTube. And then you can go to aftershock.club for the website, just kind of all around. Uh, it's just, yeah, just podcast talking about the games. And then there's little short pieces on the recaps of the game. If you don't have that much time to watch them, it's just guys hanging out, talking like we're at a bar, like versus, a super formal thing. Just like to have fun with it. Uh, yeah. Take fan questions all the time. Anyone who wants to just hang out, just leave comments. Yeah. And, and Daniel, uh, this actually reminded me because Saz was at the kind of the Jersey reveal. What do you think of the new Jersey, the new Red Bull Jersey? Oh, I, I love it. I, I remember they, they first had a red Jersey. I think it was, it was either two years, two or three years ago. I mean, that's just what, what us Red Bulls fans uh, want. We, we always say New York is red. Like, we should have a red jersey. I like the black jersey. It was pretty cool. Um, but when, when we can go back to a red jersey, that's, that's, what, that's what we want as a fan base. So, And, guys, uh, if, you wanna, if you're Quakes fans here, thank you, Daniel. If you want to give kind of an opinion about the Quakes jersey, please, now's the time. Um, Jason, Sass, what did you guys think of the Quakes jersey? Let's start with Jason. Let's start with Jason this time. Jason, do it. Yeah, um, yeah. For me, you know, when the the leak first came out, it looked kind of basic in my like as of like my first thoughts of it were kind of basic. But as like the days have gone by, you know, it's kind of growing on me. I haven't I, I haven't seen it, you know, in person yet, like how Zaz has, but you know, it's growing on me still, and uh, we're getting there. Zaz, what about you? What do you think? Oh, I think it's sick. Yeah, I mean, when I saw the leak, I was really disappointed, and when I like. 
was just like looking at it online. I was like super disappointed. And then I got to see it in person. It's like a really cool, like gray silver can kind of go with like regular clothes. You can wear it with like black. It's great. Uh, and then one thing they actually just haven't announced, at least I haven't seen it on social media, but they told us in person. Uh, I bought one as well, so I, I can confirm it is each and every jersey is actually different. There's no two jerseys like on the side. There's like a little design and like each one's like very different. Uh, so I just thought that was cool. Um, I don't know if this is the home or away jersey. I thought it was going to be a home jersey, but this definitely does just seem like a off-putting away jersey. But I think it'll be super cool. Something you can just throw a blazer over. Like it's got a cool little San Jose thing. And I, I have it in my hands right now. If you have any questions, yeah. And like I know the leaks never do any jersey justice. To be honest, the last year's leaks for the blue jersey were horrible. Uh, because it was a replica, and the replica didn't have that little white strip on the collar, so it was just like, oh, this jersey looks horrible. So definitely, the, the replica, you know, leaks don't really do justice. But uh, when I saw it in person, when I saw it on Cade Cowell, and I and a lot of the other players, it looked, it really did look good. I mean, you can wear it with jeans, black jeans, and in like some Air Forces or like the Greg Burhalter shoes, you know. <laughs> but you, <laughs> you, you really can match it with anything. Um, Daniel, do you think that the Red Bulls are going to come out in, in the red? Um, probably since it's the opening game. Uh, I mean, you can wear the red since y'all have y'all you'll, you'll have like blue or yeah. or the new one. So yeah. I mean, we'll probably come out with that. Perfect, perfect, and yeah, guys, this is your last chance. If you want to come and ask any questions, please please go ahead. And uh, Jason, uh, maybe a lot of people here are are your fans and your friends, but. You want to go ahead and say where you're from and, and what you kind of do too? Yeah, so I made, you know, I basically came up as like a, a USMNT fan, you know, I with um, a bunch of guys that call the First Touch Space. We hold host a bunch of spaces for pre and post game for the USMNT games, which has, you know, it's World Cup qualifying time. So that's basically growing my account. And um, we have a podcast as well. You can follow that account at First Touch Space on Twitter and Instagram. And, um, yeah, that's basically how I came up. Um, um, you know, people didn't know that I was a San Jose fan, and uh, I'm trying to get into that too. Awesome. Yeah, and, guys, if, you, uh, if you're if you in this and you want to go talk some soccer, the first touch pod is actually up now. So uh, we'll, we'll hop right into that. Daniel, thank you for your time, man. If you want to let everybody know where to find your socials and, and what you're working on now, we really appreciate all your Red Bull um, kind of insight because, really, we never play the Red Bull, so it's actually really nice to have you on. Thank you. Yeah, man, it is great. Actually, you want to do the 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 score prediction before we we go? Oh yeah, yeah, we can quickly do that. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I forgot about it. Yeah, Daniel, go ahead and do a score prediction. All right, so I think it's gonna be San Jose three, Red Bull two. Um, I think Red Bull might struggle defensively. Um, we'll see how they create offensively. I think Klamala gets a goal, um, but other than that, I think you guys are gonna walk away in your open opening three two winners. Hey, thank you, Daniel. I appreciate that. That's that's nice coming from a Red Bulls fan. Saz, what, what do you think on the score prediction? I hate to be unoriginal, but uh, I actually 100% think it's going to be 3-2 as well. I think they're going to get a goal like two minutes in, and we're just going to be like, what the hell is happening again? It's either going to be Caden Clark or their striker, and I think they're going to get another goal around the 20th minute, and it's going to, again, just be like, what is happening? Probably Caden Clark, either for the brace. Um, or his first. And then I think halftime is just the Field of Dreams halftime speech. We come out around the 60th minute. I think uh, I think the goal scorers are going to be Abobasi, um, 
Uh, Chofis is probably going to get one. And then I think Benji will come on as a sub and he'll grab a late one. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you, Saz. And Jason, what what do you think the score prediction is going to be? Yeah, I think I'm going to go with, a, to be boring or basic, I'm going to go with the 2-2 tie. Um, you know, we we had a lot of ties last year, and um, I think we'll we'll follow that same conundrum and, uh, yeah, 2-2 tie. Awesome, awesome. And I, I'm going to go with the 2-1 win. I think, uh, I think the Red Bulls team is going to be a new team. It's going to be a good team this year, but I think we might be able to catch them off guard without their, you know, like Daniel said, their two starters that they usually have. Um, so this might be a time to, you know, get all three points, especially if they're traveling all the way from New York into San Jose and San Jose is going to be rocking because it usually is for the first, you know, games of the season. So I think, I think the, the guys get the job done. I'm going to go with the goal stores, trophies and a Bobacy. I think those are going to be our guys this year and, and they're going to, you know, set the mark on the first game. Um, but yeah, Daniel, I know a lot of our guys here play kind of MLS fantasy. Uh, I want to know who who would you pick to put on your team if you had to pick a Red Bull? Um, who did I pick? I picked someone. I, I think it was Caceres, but I definitely picked. Um, oh yeah, no, I picked I picked Corno goalie because he'll definitely get you a lot of points. Awesome, awesome. So, yeah, definitely, guys, their goalie, Cornell, is someone that Daniel speaks very highly about. So if you play MLS Fantasy, what do you think about the striker? I, I, I'm not going to butcher the name, Daniel, so help me out. But what do you guys – what do you think of your striker? I mean, eight goals in, in half a season, you know, it seems like you maybe get a cheap option there. Yeah, so basically our the four – I think there's four options that you could go for a Red Bull if you want fantasy. You go Cornell, goalie. Uh, you go – Caceres in the midfield because he'll he'll do a lot of work in the midfield. He also chips in offensively a lot. You you obviously go Caden Clark because he'll he'll be starting from the ten this year. And then Klimala up top. I think it is going to be his breakout year. I think he's going to get he could get up to that fifteen goal mark. Um, I could see him in the twelve to fifteen goals, and that that that'd be great for for Poland because I'm I'm Polish as well. So that that'd be great for me. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much, Daniel. Um, you can catch him on the First Touch podcast as well as Area Sports Network. Um, make sure that if you guys are in here for the first time, please follow us all. We greatly appreciate it if you want some more Quakes news or some MLS news or even some Red Bull news with Daniel here. Um, Jason says, do you have any final thoughts? Go Quakes. Yeah, there you go. Go Quakes. Jason? Yeah, same. Go Quakes. Daniel, any last words? Uh, New York is red. What's up? Let's go. (laughs) All right, guys. Thank you so much for all your time today. Um, And please share this with all your Quakes fans and even your Red Bull fans so we can get a preview going and everybody's going to get excited for the season. Thank you guys so much. And all I have to say is go Quakes.